This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Podcast. If you or someone in your family has been injured at work, visit mej.com.au. Hit 104.7. Now, Ned, um, last week on the show, there was a gentleman who had quite a bit to say uh, about... My entertaining style when I mm. put on a bit of a watch party at home. We watch uh, wrestling sometimes at home. And I have been criticised loudly in the last 96 hours by none other than producer Michael, who is standing here, yeah, um, about my lack of food the last time we had a watch party. I would say that Michael's complaints were only outshone by your counter complaints oh, yeah, that no, he didn't he, know what he was talking no, about. No, he was very ungrateful, and I made that very clear. What was on display last time, Michael? Not this not, last weekend, but yesterday. the one that caused this whole brouhaha amongst friends. The reason I was so disappointed is because you have done good work in the past. Mm. Let's get the fine dining music going, because Michael's <laughs> apparently... There's a certain standard that you're level expecting. That apparently Michael, the food the food critic, needs to have attained. But the last time that we did one of these things, you did not come to the party, yeah. the one that I attended. Yeah, mm. so what, what was on offer? That time uh, there was a solitary bag of microwave popcorn. Okay, yep. With a bag of popcorn that I brought, not knowing that that's what you had yeah. organised. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then as you went through the cupboards, you did not have anything else to, to <laughs> offer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Was that was it? Honestly, no, that no, sounds it like it was, it. was. There was chicken chippies oh, there and chicken chi- munchies and the chicken yeah. munchies yeah. as well. But yes, we yes. found out on Friday, Michael care not for chicken munchies, as it turns out. Apparently, yeah, when uh, popcorn chicken exists, yeah, okay, you well, can't well. really do that. <sighs> yesterday, <laughs> I would like to know how we felt about yesterday's offering because I can tell you. Well, I'll tell you. Would you like me to tell you now the price value of yesterday's offering? Or would you like me to would you like to run everybody through it and then give me a review of yesterday's food and I'll tell you the price afterwards? It won't change my opinion of what happened. So it's more <laughs> what <yeah>. happened. Yeah. <laughs> so it's more up to you if you would like to see me with a straight face and tell you what I thought yeah. after the fact. Or if you'd like to tell me beforehand and then no. I can get to it. So people can start to get a gauge. I'll give the price out first. It was $130 yesterday. That's too much really? money. Worth of food to to put on um, because oh, I, I was so insistent on not having a repeat of this. I actually will change my answer now to say you need to spend your money better. <laughs> if you would have said seventy dollars, I'd be like, good on you. There was some meats, there was some cheeses, there was some crackers, there was some dip, there was some chicken chippies, and there was like some mac and cheese balls and some party bites. If that cost you a hundred and thirty dollars. Where are you shopping? I may have bought a new charcuterie platter. That may have been part so of the okay, okay, remove so the, food, the platter. Yeah, yeah. So the, food, the food was like $95. Still. I also bought some Canadian clubs. So we dial it remove down. Remove the Canadian clubs. This is not, this ironically, is just you bragging ironically, how much you spent. It ironically was about $70. So let's go back to that. Yeah. Let's hey. go back to what you said. So how how was the spread? It was fine. What? Yeah. It was Look, fine. I, yeah. I'm going to a quick recap of what happened. There were also multiple courses. Yes. Um, <laughs> they were. Yeah, yeah. They were. We yeah. started with a huge charcuterie board with so many cured meats yeah. mm-hmm. and twiggy sticks and cheese and yeah. weeks, dips. Weeks worth of sodium in one go. And absolutely. an absolute mountain of Doritos as yep. well. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a mountain. We had a Costco bag of Doritos. I'll that say uh, not enough twiggy sticks for my liking. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'll agree on that, yeah. actually. I think yeah. you cut up four twiggy sticks <laughs> yeah. and made them into 12 mini twiggy sticks. I'm bringing yeah. this not back. the same. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what my favourite course of the whole thing was, Michael. And this is only a guy I've known for 
Oh, yes. Well done. It'd have to be on 10 years, Neuron. <laughs> My favourite course was the chocolate donuts that came out at the end <laughs> that I did not eat. And I had to fill up on jelly beans why didn't, instead. Why didn't you eat the chocolate donut? Because then? I don't like chocolate. <laughs> I can't. I, it annoys me when I say it now. I'm like, oh, my God, shut up. Find something other interesting about yourself to tell people. I don't like chocolate, and I say it all the time. <sighs> I must admit, the dessert course yeah. was the weakest course. I felt like I'd just gone to the doctors because I ate that many jelly beans. So I was like, Jesus, why is my arm not hurting? I feel like I should have gotten a shot of something. <laughs> We are back for the TikTok game. Here we are. Welcome in. What you have to do is get on the phone, 131060. Uh, producer Michael today pulled a biscuit, a TikTok biscuit, out of the jar. It's got a time on it. If you've ever had a TikTok biscuit, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's got pink icing, if that helps you. Get on the phone, 131060. Guess what the time is on the TikTok biscuit. It's no word of a lie that this is Australia's most intense radio game. Sure. And with that in mind, we say a very cautious hello this morning to Rebecca from Condo. Rebecca, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, good, thank you, Rebecca. Are you Stressed. feeling the pressure of the intensity of the TikTok game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How often oh, yeah. are you eating oh, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How often are you eating a TikTok biscuit, Rebecca? Oh, look, I haven't done it for a couple of years. Not as often as if not as often as you'd yeah. like is the answer to that question. Yeah. A lot of people say that. They're like, yeah, not as often as I'd like to get around to. Not, I should be eating them more. If Arnott's would please come to the table and sponsor this segment that's been going for many years many now. Many years. We could give away sleeves of TikTok biscuits as rewards. But instead, Rebecca, why the don't you time is now. Tell us what the time is. I'm going to go with 11.20. Ooh, I like that. Oof. It's like a diagonal cross across the whole clock. Mm. 11 and 4. It isn't 20 past 11. It's 1 o'clock. But still, okay, yeah, no, not I bad. like the no, guess. Not a bad. And I like it's the a nice looking clock. The enthusiasm this morning as well has gotten you those Australian Wildlife Park passes. Well Rebecca, done, Rebecca. Double your fun at Mogo Wildlife Park. Visit mogowildlifepark.com.au. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, is no there problem. Some, is there like a knockoff? It's becoming yeah. a formality. Yeah, it's very odd. <laughs> is there a knockoff of TikTok biscuits? Yeah, let's find it. I'm, I'm angry at Arnold's I'm now. Sure let's find that it. They, someone yeah. will sponsor this segment. Yeah, no, they, they've got to be somewhat aware that this is happening. <laughs> what do you reckon it's called? Maybe I'll come back after this. Yeah, let's find the Aldi TikTok <laughs> knockoff. Biscuit. Yeah, let's. Uh, it'll be called clock, <laughs> clock Time or something like that. Time talks. Time talks. Time talks. Yeah, when I'm you sure look you for can t- get time talks at Aldi and it's going to be, yeah, Googling TikTok and yeah. trying to find anything about the biscuits, good luck. There's a guy who teaches organic chemistry in New York okay. um, and he has lost his job. He's okay. 84. Um, and basically the reason he's lost his job is more than 80, more than 80, so I'm tipping 81, <laughs> more than 80. Oh, I love how much the person who's written this article probably should lose their job. Yeah, more than 80, but we couldn't get a concrete number, no. even though this is a petition. More yeah. than 80 of your students signed a petition. We could count the names. There's not, definitely, there's a list somewhere of the amount of people. Yeah. There's more than 80, less this than 100. This person also sounds like they don't like teachers. Yeah, more than 80 of his 350 students signed a petition. Mm. That was um, basically critical of a lot of things, but basically saying it all boiled down to his class that he was basically instructing this 84-year-old professor too hard. It was too hard. It was too hard. Well, I don't even know. What did you say it was? Biochemistry. 
Organic chemistry. Organic chemistry. So I didn't really know what that is. The reason a lot of students are getting kind of peeved is because this is a pathway to medical school and he's uh, basically kiboshing a lot of medical school uh, dreams. I'll say if the class is too hard yeah. for you to get into medical school... I'm pretty confident Maybe. by that fact. As somebody who, when something's exploding in my body, yeah. I trust a doctor to fix yeah. it. I'm pretty happy that people who are like, eh, it's too hard. Maybe it should they be can't super be easy. Doctors. Yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> kind of, I know it sounds selfish. I like that idea. Yeah. It does seem like certainly there should be a level of difficulty to yeah. becoming a doctor let or, me, or anyone me, in the medical profession. Let me quickly quickly read here in this article. I'm going to read verbatim. Uh, setting a bad precedent, question yeah. mark, is the subheading of this paragraph. Jones, the teacher, is credited with altering ways to teach organic chemistry in higher education in addition to creating the 1,300-page textbook Organic Chemistry. Mm. He's, he's, he's like an innovator teacher. Mm-hmm. And now he's met a class of y- young people who have mm. gone, this is too hard. Yeah. This is too hard. And I'm not in any way, shape, or form, because I'm Generation Y. We've been copying this young people suck thing for years. Yeah. I'm not going to hang this on young people, but whenever in history has it been okay to just say that a class is too hard Never. and the teacher gets fired? Yeah, like, usually I've tried to use that excuse before, yes. and I've had I've been brought in front of my parents and the teacher yeah. to be explained why I'm the idiot in this situation. I'm too stupid, yeah, to do the maths on what eighty out of three hundred and fifty is, mm. but that. The majority is still the other 350, aren't they? Seems like most of the, the ma- class is doing just fine. Most of the class is acing it. Yeah. Uh, my, well, actually, I don't know if I should say this, but they never will listen to it. My sisters are becoming nurses, and I've seen them misspell the word helicopter before. <laughs> so I'm saying that maybe there should be levels of difficulty towards this. I think also, particularly in the US healthcare system, you're about to make bank. <laughs> study for a second, hey? Just study for a second so you can get a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> Josh, there is a man in Michigan, all right? Uh, His name's Casey. Mm -hmm. Now, Casey has made an extraordinary claim that jumps about five steps ahead of where we currently are, uh, where Casey is saying that for the last, nearly the last two years, he's been exchanging gifts with Bigfoot. Okay. Yep. Yep, all right. It's unusual. It's yeah. very unusual. It's a shame that he's not been able to get any um, photography of Mm. Bigfoot other than, like, a far, far, far in the distant photo of something that looks like it's in the bushes yeah. that's eyes are reflecting in the camera light, which yeah. looks terrifying to me, but certainly doesn't look like Bigfoot. No. Now, the presents that he's been exchanging, you might be wondering, like, what what can what does Bigfoot have to give? Yeah. Uh, it's just, like, intertwined bits of, like, reed and stuff. So it's like he's made, like, two linked rings. Mm. And that, I mean, it's pretty impressive. But, uh, yeah, he's Casey's saying that, like, he will leave a gift on this rock that they, I don't know, have decided is the gift-exchanging rock. Gift rock. He will yeah. leave. Mm-hmm. In a couple of days, he'll come back, and there'll be a different gift there yeah. that he's been given by Bigfoot. It sounds pretty compelling to me, Ned. So where's your issue with Here Casey's Here is my story? theory as to what's actually happening to poor old Casey. I think Casey, who is going out into the woods, may be unaware that there is another Bigfoot enthusiast out in the woods. Oh, dear. And instead of exchanging gifts with Bigfoot... Is exchanging gifts with another person who thinks they're also exchanging presents with Bigfoot. Yep. 
a double gambit, if you will. Yeah, this where is these a... two people think that they are being left gifts by Bigfoot. Bigfoot Inception. But instead, they are being left gifts by other people because they are just simple handcrafts that you would just make in the yeah. woods. So it seems like if someone was just walking through the woods and just found some tweed or some twine and was just like, oh, let me make two interlinking rings. And, yeah. Yeah, this is a gift that Bigfoot would enjoy. He doesn't really have many worldly possessions. Certainly doesn't want clothes by the looks of it. I'll just leave this here for him. And then someone else is finding this and going, oh, my God, this is Bigfoot. Let me leave something for this guy. I feel like they're both tricking each other. I feel like this is um, probably the most likely scenario. Um, Or someone's just really just picking up these presents and going, I don't have to leave much to get these yeah, presents to yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't seem like, this seems like it's a fantastic a deal for me. pro quo for me. I just, you know, sit down and make sure I just leave some, you know, very, very badly constructed gift and yeah. I get a pretty awesome gift. That's how this is working. I tell you what gift he should leave is a Polaroid camera. And I don't know how you communicate with Bigfoot because, again, we've not seen him probably, yep. but leave a camera for him and just go, hey, champ, Point it at yourself. Take a yep. photo. Uh, you will make me. And obviously, you don't have any concept of money or or the world or whatever. You will make me a billionaire mm-hmm. if you just take one photo, Harry and the Henderson style. Just like give me a smile, take a photo, leave it on the rock. I'll be leaving you more than twine, mate. I'll mm. be bringing you pants. I'll be bringing you a jacket. I'll Where be bringing is this you meat again in Michigan. Yep. How, Detroit's in Michigan, eight mile yeah. where Eminem yes. did the rap battles yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. How is there a Bigfoot walking around there and no one's found him yet? I, I don't know if you heard me for the last three minutes. Yep. There very much is no reason. <laughs> Kids going back to school across the ACT today. Yeah. School holidays are over. Correct. And that means parents can finally breathe a sigh of relief when it comes to planning activities. So can I. You, you're done. You can start stock taking planning activities for Christmas holidays now. Yeah. I, uh, I, well, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't have kids or any children in my life, really. So mm. I don't really know. But I feel like I would excel at that because my brain usually goes like, hey, you should like make something out of a box, cardboard box today. And then I'm like, no, I can't do that. I think what you should I've actually... I've got to go get petrol. And I've I got to go get food for me and my dog. You are like... Uh, you could be a segment producer on Play School. Like, yes. you could actually come up with things for the Play School yes. presenters to do. And with that in mind, I think you should make a business mm. where you just sell school holiday activity plans. Yes. Like little kits that you could sell to people. I'd love it. I would ask my... Well, here's a good idea. Just like before they go to bed, I guess it's... <laughs> two weeks too late for this. This would have been good two weeks ago when they went on school holidays. But I feel like I would always be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And if my kid was like, I want to be a chef, I'd be like, great. And then the next day I would like construct a little kitchen and then he would be the Gordon Ramsay and I would be the... I want to be a thermonuclear technician. Huh? Yeah, what would we do then? Uh, We'd watch Armageddon (laughs) or Deep Impact. And when he's like, is this what the world's going to be like? Maybe. I don't know. They didn't think so either. And look at them. The why president's way less cool than Morgan Freeman we, as well. Why are we watching an asteroid movie if someone wants to be a thermonuclear technician? Because I said, the first thing I said was, huh? I clearly don't know what that <laughs> is. Your school your school holiday activity yeah. business just fell apart. If my I'm kids very that sorry, much just, smarter than me, just they'll fell, be doing the activities. It fell apart. <laughs> Producer Michael's in the studio with us as well. Now, this why I wanted to talk about school holidays and activities this morning is I probably saved the biggest hit uh, at Carrie's house in terms of school holiday activities for last night, which was <laughs> a little, last day. little ridiculous because yeah. it was the last day. I introduced uh, Super Mario Party to, yes. to the kids and to Carrie. 
So we all sat down and played Super Mario Party together last night. It's rad. And the thing that was immediately exciting for the nine and the six-year-old boy is mum's playing a video game. So we were all very excited. Like Carrie's sitting there playing a video game with all of us. So it was like something mum doesn't normally do. We're all sitting down playing Super Mario Party. My mum, when she would ever show any interest in any video games, I got so excited. Yep. And they so, did. Yeah, they were so excited. Kitty. They were like, you're in our world now. Yeah. yeah. I get mum to try and play Guitar Hero and she was like, no. No. <laughs> but this, I'll watch you do it. <laughs> for those who don't know, Super Mario Party is essentially like a board game. Yeah. But then there's like little mini games that are essentially kind of like iPad games. Yeah. Like they're just very easy to play and that's how you play against each other. Just move the controller and, around, yeah. shake it, yeah. move it up and down, and it rotate it, just do whatever. Fun. Lots of laughs. I have huge problems with the ending of Super Mario Party because it doesn't matter how well you're doing. A bunch of random stuff always happens at the end and the, lead, turn that off. the leaderboard can just change wildly. You, you can, can turn that off. You can turn and, off bonus stars. You can stars. turn that off? Yeah. yeah. So this is probably where this story is headed. If Josh oh, doesn't understand that, that you can turn off bonus I'm stars. turning that off. Yeah. I was walloped last night by yeah. a six, a nine, and a six and a nine year old. Carrie came last, but six and a nine year old walloped me at Super Mario Party. Yeah. And I was certain I was going to finally win because we play together all the time mm-hmm. and you guys always beat me. Correct. Yeah, with ease. <laughs> with ease. Listen yeah. to the arrogance. Yeah. With ease. Well, it's it's not, not arrogance if you can back yeah. it up. It's, it's, not not arrogance. Arrogance. it's like saying I'm better at maths than a four-year-old. No, it's not like arrogance, it's just great. the truth. This is like saying I'm great at the pokies. Like, it's completely random. No, it's not. It's, it's not. There's an element of skill. Then why do me and Michael always come first and second? <laughs> you also get the feature every time we go. It doesn't matter. The point here is <laughs> I want to know because... It's a special kind of pride, but also misery, to be bested by kids at something. Yes, yeah, like, good. It's so really proud upsetting. of the boys. They were so excited. Yeah. They were very, very happy to be winning. Mm-hmm. But I, at the end of the day, was still beaten by a six-year-old yeah. last night. And I want to know, 131060, are you a parent out there that has a kid that's just infinitely better than you at something mm-hmm. already? Mm-hmm. Are you sitting there going, yeah, all right, okay. Yeah. You know, these guitar lessons that I've paid for, you're now better at playing the guitar than me. My uh, my cousin, who is like uh, nine, I think, got given a motorbike because he lives on a farm mm. and immediately it was just like, Meh, and he's like, get on the back, Ned. And then I was like, oh, I'm so scared. Yeah. And he was like, stop holding on so tight. And mm. I was like, I don't like that you are in... Absolutely better in the driving hands of, than of an 11 year old. What has happened uh, here? Yeah. 131060, is this a thing? Are there parents out there in the ACT that mm. have kids that are already better at a sport, a video game, dancing, something yeah. that, that, than they are? And you're the one that introduced them to it. Mm. So you're sitting there going, so okay, even more so now you've eclipsed me yeah. and I was the one that showed you this thing. You still have a, you have a sense of superiority because you're the one, they wouldn't know about it without exactly. you. You're like, I introduced you to this world. And really, if you want to get super technical, they wouldn't be here without you. So at the end of the day, <laughs> you really are not taking this world. I lost to a six-year-old. I was actually going to ask you something. It'll be a very revealing uh, answer. Um, who do you pick in Mario Party? I tried to pick... Okay, so this is actually a whole other thing. I tried to pick Yoshi, and I ended up with Rosalina, who's a princess that looks like Elsa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was also... I was very pretty, let's yeah. just say that. I was very pretty last night. I thought night. you were going to go Birdo, but you no, usually go for Yoshi? I usually go for Yoshi, yeah, because yeah. I'm Joshi. That's the whole thing. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. cute. All right. Yeah, I don't have one like hey, that. Uh, Ashley's <laughs> on the line from Benithan because we want to know, much like me, is your kid just better at something? Yeah. Like, you're being beaten by a child regularly. It's very disappointing. Ashley from <laughs> Benithan, the kid in your life, what are they better at? Um, he's better at the card game Memory. Oh, okay. He's, and he's four. He's four. Okay. How old are you, Ashley, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I'll be 27 next week. Okay. So, do you think it's because... 
his brain's not plagued with things like taxes mm-hmm. and petrol prices and the I'm growing sure. rate of groceries and stuff. I'm sure, Ashley, if he has an iPad and you need to log in using your Apple ID, you're the one that remembers the password for that, not him. He's got a complete yeah. fresh slate of Your brain. brain's full, Ashley. It's got 27 years of knowledge. He's got what? Knows some words? What foods he likes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just always been good at, like, anything that's to do with remembering, like, yeah. uh, Anything. I used to be so good at that cup game when I was a kid, you know, with the cup with the ball and you could follow the cup trick. You could, no, no, where you follow oh, the yeah, ball yeah, and the yeah, cup yeah. moves around. Yeah. I was so good at that. Uh, yeah. And the yeah. second I found out what taxes were, could not play that yeah. game anymore. I was, I was like, just, hang on. Now, long divisions pushed this out of my brain. Yeah, gone, and I gone. much prefer the cup thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> the cup thing was a better thing to just know. Uh, Kirsten's on the line from Harrison. How are you? I'm good, thank you guys. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you, Kirsten. Now, do you have a child in your world who's just better than you at stuff? Yeah, my six-year-old's a bit of a card shark. Um, We play Monopoly and I, look, I refuse to do anything about Big Banker now because he just rolls. And wow. And I'm just like, what's the point? So <laughs> is, this, is this all board games or just Monopoly? Pretty much. Pretty much. Monopoly seems to be his special thing. Yeah. Mm. So it's great playing the game of life and uh, apparently I suck at life. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, my six-year-old is really good at life. Take yeah. your pick. Kirsten, yeah. you, you sound like you're doing okay. Yeah. It sounds good. But I will yeah, say, definitely. he should not understand the game of life. Yeah, no. He's, He's not done anything You're yet. actually playing the real game yeah. of life. That's why you've got more on your plate. <laughs> uh, Ned. Yes. Bit of interesting news coming out of Buckingham Palace. Uh, King Charles. Um, obviously, lots of uh, lots of things happening there. Taking over a lot of duties. Um, the coin has been revealed over in the UK as to what he's going to look like on the coin and all that. No sort of crown. Stuff. I saw that was a bit of a brouhaha. He's not got a crown on. Yeah, no, that's true. He's just going for the little bit of the. I also saw side part. Actually, uh, yeah, side just part? Yeah. just normal hair. His normal hairstyle. Uh, I also saw a video of him. Uh, kind of. Not freaking out, but mm. getting quite mad because a pen he was like signing something with like just blew up in his hand, and everyone was like, "Oh, can you believe it?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'd be pissed too." Yeah, no, in <laughs> fairness, there's not many more annoying things than a pen's ink going all I over. I literally your hands. got upset about that last week. Yes. So that that's a very very uh, I, I think get that's, it. That's a common yeah. experience. Yeah, that and is. So I feel connected to the yeah. king now that I'm yeah. seeing his his pen explodes yeah. as well. That's great. He's like, "This always happens," and God, I'm like, "Here's an idea." Yeah. As because you're the king, yeah. maybe sign stuff with pens that aren't for. 100 years old. Yeah. Just get a big, Yeah, big Atlantis. <laughs> no, great, we, great pen. You did say that it leaked last that week. That was the pen that exploded. And so let me tell you. at me for that. I've been a cheerleader for this yeah. particular pen for a very long time. It would be funny if the only one, the reason they reached out with you was to sue stop, you. Stop talking crap about our pens. I'd like suggest the, literally a picture on my Instagram of me yeah. standing at the front of the big office yes, saying, I Melbourne. love the Atlantis yeah. pen. I would suggest the Papermate Inkjoy never has leaked on me at all. It's if you're listening, jelly. King Charles. Too jelly for me. It's not um, at all. Anyway, you know the, the point about. here is the king has hired uh, pipe major Paul Burns. Um, pipe major. Now, pipe major played the uh, bagpipes at Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Oh. Um, now, what he's been hired to do though is be the king's human alarm clock. So oh, like he a will, rooster. yeah, he will play the bagpipes every morning and wake like the a king rooster. Up. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. The queen. So the queen had a guy who did this as well. Yeah. Um, and I sort of thought, you know what? Well, the queen was ninety six. It was a bit of an old tradition. Kind of thought there might be, you know, cost of living crisis. Maybe we don't have somebody play the a bagpipes piper. every morning yeah. to wake another human being up. Maybe yes. because King Charles has traditionally been about living a bit more frugally with mm-hmm. the environment and all that stuff. Maybe yeah. transporting an extra person around with you all the time yeah. just to play the bagpipes to wake you up. 
is a little bit on environmentally. The carbon footprint's getting bigger. That's yeah, getting, that's getting bigger. Do you think King Charles has an iPhone? Do you think he has a phone? Yeah, he probably doesn't need one. Yeah. But no, I think he does. I'm just saying, you probably don't need... This is I'm agreeing with you in that I don't think you need a... Uh, if someone's job can be done by, like, flicking up a part of your phone and just yep. hitting alarm, that probably doesn't need some... Be, needs to be someone's full-time job. Uh, one of these sort of... Uh, I, I totally agree, but one of the sources... You know how the sources always talk? We don't oh, know who yeah, the yeah. source is. Yeah. Uh, it says here... Everyone is delighted that this quirky job did not disappear with the Queen. Well, not all, not everyone. I mean, the bagpipe community's got to be thrilled. Yeah. Like, this is... They are this is by the, thread. In terms of, like, you know, winning Best Actor, this yeah. is the... Or the hosting the Oscars of bagpipes. Yeah. You are waking the King of England up. Like, that's a that's a big deal. Where does he live as well? Windsor? Yeah, no, he lives in Buckingham Palace. He lives Buckingham. all over the place. It's the thing. He lives all over the place. I'm just saying, because those estates are obviously very big, you would want him at, like, the other end of the estate, because having a bagpipe being played very close to you... We, I wouldn't imagine tinnitus. it would be a great... Yeah. You would get tonight Eventually. So maybe if he starts from one end of the estate and then slowly makes his way forward and that's like a slot, like a soft awakening for King Charles. If you drove past a petrol station this morning when, geez, fuel's only $1.85, that's a lot better. When they said the 25 cent excise was going, yeah, I was yeah, expecting yeah. it to be $2.00. And you're thinking, geez, I'm excited about a $1.85 fuel. Yeah. We are in a tough bit of time economically. What might make you angry, apart from everything I've said so far with this story is that the same source says the tradition is for this to happen at 9am, but the king is always awake much earlier. So he doesn't even need him. He doesn't even need the guy. No, 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 no. He's going like, he's hearing the bagpipes down the hall. The king's like, yeah, Paul, got it. Got it, mate. Got it. Snooze. This is the 70th day in a row. Snooze. Josh, leaving notes for your neighbours, I feel like if done right, is a really, really good way to be non-confrontational but get a message across to of your neighbours. Have you ever gotten a na- uh, like a neighbourly message? I have, yeah. What was it entailing? Uh, my neighbours dropped something over their balcony um, while I was away on holidays. And oh, they were said, like, can we have a back? Yeah, there's like a screw that's part of our outdoor furniture set right. up. Can we please have oh, a back? Oh, that's really nice. I think it might have been done on the first day I was away. So yeah. essentially it looked to them like I ignored it for a week and a half. Yeah, they're like, he's really holding all the cards so here. Screw back up and just put it at their door. That's I was lovely. like, you know what, I'll, I'll cut out all the middlemen here and just put the screw back. See, so. that's lovely. So I've sort of been told off. I was parking, I guess, quote-unquote, too close to another car. But I, the way that they worded the uh, message they wrote, I was like, you know what, this is fine. They're trying to be too nice. too close to the other car because the way the driver got out of their car was through Ned's car. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. You just left the passenger door open. They had to climb through two cars to get out. And then the way I fixed that was parking further on the other side, which meant I always hit the pillar that was there. You're a very good neighbour. Yeah, I am a good neighbour. But at least their message was nice. It was like, hey, would you please mind just parking a little closer? We have a bigger car, so it's hardest for you to get out. Here is how I suggest not writing a note to your neighbours. Okay. There is a Perth man, a man who lives in Perth, WA, who has been quite upset by the fact that there's been a 21-year-old birthday party that has gone until midnight. Now, I'm guessing this is over the weekend. I think midnight is pretty reasonable. I get people sometimes work night shifts and you want to come home and just go straight to sleep, but... I don't think going until midnight's that crazy. No, midnight on a on a weekend night. Yeah, I think you kind of have to be up for that. Yeah, exactly right. I don't know if it's every weekend, but if it's once in a blue moon, it's clearly a celebration. And this dude obviously knows it was a twenty-one-year-old birthday, so I just feel like here is definitely not how to start it. And this is how he started it. Congratulations! (laughs) Exclamation mark. That sounds nice. To the parents. 
Yep. Congratulations for raising a 21-year-old and teaching them not to care or give a damn about the neighbours, partying loud, and in fact being a, uh, another dismissive and disrespectful human being. Okay. Great job. All right. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, we're off not... to a very sarcastic, yeah. dripping with sarcasm start. To the birthday person. Oh, dear. I know your parents didn't teach you that, but please consider your neighbours when partying until midnight. Okay. I truly believe this is the milestone to be celebrated, and I hope you will never ever encounter neighbours like yourself in this life. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then he goes on to just say... I would imagine. Oh, yeah, no, he doesn't stop there. Yeah. He doesn't then all of a sudden have some wear with all the guys should chill out. This is where I would definitely say chill out. If and when you decide to have a family or come home tired from work or even have the right to sleep peacefully in your oh home. Oh, my God. Yes, that is a right. Oh, my God. Please consider your neighbours. The yeah. world does not need another disrespectful human being. Use your brain. Okay, yep. yeah. So I got, the, I got the gist. I got the gist of this. Can it I just, just essentially goes on and essentially goes, be more respectful. Yeah. And Can I just quickly say... Like I've clearly been to you in this letter. <laughs> Can you imagine... Can you imagine... You know the movie Neighbours with Zac Efron yes. and Seth Rogen? Yes. Can you imagine if this was the guy living next to Zac Efron in yes. that movie? How incredibly quickly over the movie would, would be. It would have gone for five minutes. It would have gone for five minutes. All the people would have been like, let's move out. This yeah. guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Ned. Yeah. Quickly. Mm-hmm. Taking a quick look at uh, this news story that we've been teasing for the last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Australian consumers are apparently too bo- too picky when it comes to oranges. Mm. And thanks to an expose on a current affair, apparently Australian farmers en masse are dumping oranges. They're just getting rid of them. Because they, they're not pretty enough? Yeah. Apparently, approximately 1,500 semi-trailer loads of oranges are emptied into paddocks being rejected so by big brand markets who've returned them saying they're not pretty enough oranges. I thought you were going to say 1,000... What, what was the number you said? 1,500 semi-trailer truck fulls. I thought you were going to say 1,500 oranges, not semi-trailer trucks. Semi-trailer truck fulls. That's too many. Yeah. That's way too many. Letting the cows eat the oranges is apparently oh, what's happening, nice. which is cool because we're going to have orange cows soon, which I'm excited about. I um, don't think that's how that citrus, works. You know how they get a citrus-infused beer? Looking forward to citrus-infused steak. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Do you think steak tastes like grass? <laughs> they, when they say, I must admit, yeah. when I read grass fed yeah. on steak, yeah. I'm like, well, what does that mean? It's going to taste a bit like grass. Like, I don't, I never understood. Well. Yeah, that's what I mean. I never understood yeah. what that means. Yeah. So, yeah, it's maybe, funny when people say, like, orange oh, fed, I'd be like, well, yeah. maybe it tastes a little bit like orange. Like I don't we know. feed our pigs apples. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, do they usually, does the pork chops you usually give taste like sloth? That's how they get maple <laughs> bacon. They just. They let the let the how do you think that's a bunch how of maple syrup? Ma- do you know what maple is? <laughs> anyway, the point here is that these oranges are leaving uh, the farmers and going to the markets, coming back to the farmers because they're ugly looking oranges. And this, to me, seems like a very easy solution. Mm. We make orange juice. Yeah, who, who like the hell cares yeah, what the orange yeah, looks like yeah. when you make orange juice? Because these oranges are fine; you can eat them. They just don't yeah. look appealing. So when you put them in the section where everybody picks their fruit, nobody wants them. So that's the problem that people are having. They just getting left behind and it leads to huge food wastage. Why don't you just, why don't farmers go, look, that whole tree, juice tree, a bunch of uggos on that tree, no good, all terrible looking oranges, straight to the juice guys. We'll do that straight to the people who make the juice. Or they could give them to all under 12 sport they're cut up into... Oh. Because by the time you get them, they're in that Tupperware yes. container and you can't see the underside of them. You just see the good orange bit. So if you're oh. just like being handed an orange square or an mm-hmm. orange slice or whatever, you're just like, great. Yeah. 
doesn't matter what it looks like. The ANC I'm Football at 11, Club, so I don't care. The ANC Football Club under nine's getting 1,500 semi-trailer truck fulls of oranges in one go. And you better eat them all this That's week. That's a lot of cutting <laughs> that you're going to have to do to get them ready to go for the weekend. <laughs> There is a news story I'm seeing more and more over the last three weeks that is just dumb. It's silly, okay. and, I've, and I've had enough. All okay, right, I like it's it's very akin to like the people who are like I'm from. They just essentially I don't even know how they get in the front door or anyone reads these emails. But people who are like I'm from the year two thousand one hundred and seventy four, yep. and next week there will be a. Um, a giant gorilla that will erupt from the ground yeah. and you shall call him Kong and yeah. worship him. Can I just say quickly, <laughs> yeah. if I got that email, yeah. I'd read it. I'd read the hell out I'd of that email. It. If I had it personally addressed to me yeah. and somebody said, I'm from the year 2135, click, yeah. I'm, I'm going to read that email. So that's how they get through the door. I mean, that's fascinating. You know, that's fair enough. I also, if I had an email like that addressed to me, I would also read it. But they wouldn't take it any further no, and put my no. name to it at where I work and go... This guy reckons he's gonna. Well, there's gonna be a huge monkey come out of the ocean when it when it happens and people take it seriously. Yeah. That's where it gets confusing. So has that happened? Is is there been another instance of that? It's not that. It's honestly kind of like the reverse of that. Where there's been like four or five news stories over the last couple of weeks where people are saying that they are looking at old photos. There's one here from 1860. All right, all right. It's called the painting's called the expected one, mm-hmm. uh, and there is a woman in the photo in the background who is holding something in her hand. She's holding it a lot like yeah. how people would hold iPhones nowadays. Right, yeah. And so people are going, oh, my God, she's been caught. Mm-hmm. She's been caught. A time traveller has been caught in this, caught in this painting okay. yeah. holding an iPhone. Yeah, no, there was another one no. today of another person holding a different, iPhone, a different thing from 350 years ago that's proof of a person holding an iPhone because he's holding something in his hand that looks like a tablet. Yeah. Here is where I get annoyed. If you would like to believe that those photos that are taken from like 1930s or 1940s or whatever, where someone's holding something that looks like they're taking a photo with an iPhone, that's not real. (laughs) But if you would like to believe that, sure. (laughs) Whatever. Okay. Each to their own. To each their own. Yeah. But if you think that a time traveller went back 350 years ago, okay? Yeah. You've got to kind of keep that sort of thing under wrap. Because you really, I feel like getting caught with that kind of thing really does, I mean, they were throwing around witchcraft mm, yeah. accusations hither and thither back then. So I feel like you really want to keep this under, under wraps. With it. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> I feel like if you were standing there and you noticed, these paintings take months to do. Yeah. If you noticed that you were standing there for hours and hours while mm. someone was painting you and you went, oh crap, I've got my iPhone in mm. my hand. Well, I started this way, yeah. I'd best continue on. If you yeah. don't go over to the painter and go, hey, sorry, just by the way, can you paint anything else in my hands? Make it a bouquet of flowers, make it a knife, make it whatever you want. You see that subtle LED glow yeah. coming out of the, oh, don't worry, you don't know what an LED yeah. is, that's fine. This, this is like, going to be too just, hard but to just explain. Get rid of it. Don't yeah. have it in my hands. We're going to be in a lot of trouble. If you think that they wouldn't try and prevent that, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. You know, you, know, you know Da Vinci just like invented like a helicopter because he had like the flying yes. machine, but it, yes. mean, it wasn't a helicopter. But, but it, it was, was like earlier. Maybe he was also like painters out there were just had a bit of the Steve Jobs in them. Yeah. And was just like, like, well, this is what an iPhone might look like. Yeah. I wonder in the future people will look brick, at stone people, looking yeah, things. Yeah. People can hold yeah. information bricks. And I then, don't think that because I think most people. No, I don't think that either because I've seen a car phone from the <laughs> 80s. If we could do this back then, we would have been doing it then. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Thank you very much for being here with us for your... Uh... Well, what is I'm going to say? I'll say it. I was awake way too late last night. I did not get enough sleep. And this is a wheels falling off kind of show for me. It was a very... It was an old person mistake you made as well. You just looked up at the clock and realised yeah. it was one Harry in the morning. And I were just talking about like the world and everything. We're just ha- having a really lovely conversation. And and she goes, what time is it? And I was expecting it to be 11.30. It was 1am. Daylights, it was just daylight to discuss in the my world nowadays. My circadian yeah. rhythm is so off yeah. that I thought it was like 11.30. Yeah. I was like, ooh, we're going to pay for this tomorrow. But then I looked at 1am and went, oh my God, I'm going to have three and a half hours sleep. I had the exact opposite with Lenny, my dog, where I just looked him at 8.30. You having went, conversations with Lenny, your dog? Well, I tried to, and I was like, are you ready for bed? And he got excited and was like, are we playing? And I was like, oh, damn, damn it, I can't, we can't go to stop, bed Don't yet. say anything with an excited inflection. That's the problem. Well, I was excited to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> don't say it to him. Thinks you're going for a walk. Producer Michael's in here. Yes. You're uh, a lot char- of answers. You're, yeah. in, you're in yes. charge of this absolute yeah. train wreck this morning. How do you feel? You're proud? You're, you're feeling like a proud producer this morning? Yeah, we'll have a catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> figures. It does figure. Oh, no. Um, you're in here this morning because you've found a story that you've uh, actually you've, you've been keeping a bit of an eye on this, and it's now a recurring pattern. Yeah, this is happening with alarming regularity. Okay. Um, and yet, another like $5 Aldi wine mm. has won an international prize. <laughs> yeah, great. Mm. And it's not like for value or it's it's for its no, no, quality. No, for yeah. the quality of the wine. The That's Melbourne fantastic. International Wine Competition awarded multiple, multiple awards to Aldi's four ninety nine South Point Estate Sparkling Chardonnay Pinot Noir. Yeah. Ooh, very yeah, nice. Very nice. Yes. Um, yeah, which you can get literally in, a, in, in Aldi around the corner for four ninety nine. Yeah. Um, That's amazing, mm. isn't it? Like does that mean does that mean that wine aficionados have stumbled upon like a, a hidden gem or do they not know what they're talking about? I gotta believe it's a little bit of both. Yeah, because every time I hear someone describe what makes a wine good, I'm like, you're making up 70% of this. Oh, also, <laughs> like, it, yeah, it could apply to you and it could apply to, it could never apply to someone else. Mm. It's like funny, it's like you don't ever, not that there's anything wrong with them, but mm. that it's like you don't ever see McDonald's accidentally winning best cheeseburger in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So same with Audi, it's like, I don't know if, it, I don't think they're accidentally winning anything, but it's like, it should be some kind of I think- disparity between the best one that costs a thousand dollars and one that costs five i'm glad there isn't no and i think what's actually happening for me here is that this is because every time i hear a a sommelier or like a wine Mm. judge say oh yeah very oaky i'm like what is oaky do you you go around and see a dining table and go i'm gonna take a bite out of that (laughs) i just love oak so much i need to have a good a good chomp on that tree over there like that's ridiculous it's a ridiculous thing to say from what i understand about about drinking wine i get that yeah which is absolutely nothing ridiculous every wine is oaky who's craving oak who's going Jeez, apart from squirrels and beavers, who's craving oak? You are really narrowing down the oak texture of wine, and I really don't think it means it tastes like wood. It's the stupidest adjective I've ever heard. It's oaky. It's stupid. It's like when they say it's a full body. It's like, well, hang on. I can't see the neck. Where's the torso? There's no legs. That's not what that means. That was the Ned and Josh Josh podcast. Podcast. If you or someone in your family has been injured at work, visit meja.com.au. Hit 104.7.